may I have the tongue to speak and you the ears to hear only that which glorifies his wondrous name. Sisters and brothers in Christ, Passion Sunday. This is a Sunday in which we turn towards Calvary, the beginning of Christ's passion, as we move to the foot of the cross and all that is to follow. It begins here in John's Gospel. With, we are told, some Greeks come to celebrate Passover in Jerusalem with the Jews. Now, they seek out one of the disciples. And we are told, they say, and of course, uh, different uh, versions, but the same message. In King James, sir, we would see Jesus. In the reading we've heard today, sir, we wish to see Jesus. In the Good News Bible, we want to see Jesus. And who do they ask? To whom do they put this all important question? Well, of course they turn to someone who's got a name like, like theirs, a Greek name, Philip. And he in turn goes to Andrew and they tell Jesus that some Greeks want to see him. This is the, the same Philip who we are told later in John's gospel, says to Jesus, Lord, show us the Father, that's all we need. And remember how Jesus replies, have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still don't know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. Believe me, I am in the Father, and the Father. Now, these two Greeks don't need to be told. They want to see Jesus. <laughs> I wonder what they were expecting. They're Greeks. You know, they come from the tradition of Mount Olympus, the thunderbolts, the lightning, the the God who plays with people, who seems indifferent to their suffering and experience. They want to see Jesus. They have heard of his triumphant entry into Jerusalem. They've heard of the miracles. Lazarus has just recently been raised from the dead. So you can imagine what they must be expecting. given their tradition, the Olympus tradition of thunderbolts and lightning and all the rest. And what they find was a man, was a human, just like us. For God, in his passionate love of us, had sent us, his only son, to live amongst us, as one of us, as human, who identifies with us, not only us, but the most marginalized amongst us, 
the most despised, the most neglected, the uncared for, the outsider. Jesus, our Jesus, always identifies himself with them and calls on us to do the same. Our Jesus understands because he knows, because he's one of us, what it feels, what it means to be human with all our fears and frailties. And he knows because he's living it, it's his lived experience, what it meant to be him at that particular moment, knowing what he knows is to come. The horrors, the degradation, the scourging, the cross. Now, the gospel reading tells us just what he was feeling. Jesus tells them, he tells those assembled with him, the Greeks, his disciples, he tells them, now my heart is troubled. My heart is troubled. And in that phrase he reveals, doesn't he? His frailty, his fragility. Yes, his fearfulness. He knows he is to die as the seed dies, so that the plant may grow and we all might live. He knows, just as we know, what it is to be fearful to wonder whether we're up to it, whether we'll make it through. And who amongst us hasn't at some time in our lives experienced that amongst all the stuff that life throws at us? Not least as we wrestle with the challenges of these particular times because these are troubled and troubling times. You know, someone kindly asked me the other day after I'd, I'd uh, led a, a Lenten class uh, up in Wakefield, well, not actually up in Wakefield, but virtually in, in Wakefield, whether the group uh, could pray for me. And if so, what for? And I thanked them and said, yes, yes, of course, I, I would appreciate and value their prayers. And I said, yes, Please pray, pray for me and pray for connectivity and resilience. Connectivity and resilience. Now, I didn't just mean the virtual connectivity, uh, which we all understand at this time. I was busy frantically trying to get through on my iPad to Belinda uh, some time before I was due to come on because, you know, I was... I was worried, we're all worried at this time, aren't we? Whether we'll have sufficient bandwidth for the next Zoom meeting, that's part of, of our experience. And I, I meant connectivity in its fullest sense. Connectivity with my God and those around me so that I might better reflect in my life and in my work, his kingdom. So that I myself might be a better witness for that kingdom 
and his love a better witness for that kingdom and his love. Because a prophetic church, a prophetic church requires that we all be engaged about his purposes in the great and the small things of our lives in this world. A prophetic church requires that we all, we all be engaged about his work in the great and the small things. And Methodism at this time, Art Connection, is and has embarked upon just such a program, which I've uh, only recently uh, come across, my fault, I'm, I'm sure, but it's called hashtag love this calling. And we are reminded that each of us has a role to play. It's focused on the three C's. Celebration, C, celebration of our different callings. And today uh, we are called upon to celebrate our stewards. So thank you, Steph. Thank you, stewards, for all you do. And let's, let's actually big them up. It is celebration and that's what our connection is doing so let's let's virtually come on i want to see it let's virtually big up uh, steph and and our stewards so c for celebration and then the other c for confidence confidence in exploring what our calling might be confidence in exploring what our calling might be, thinking about it, talking about it with those near to us, thinking about what our calling might be. And then the third C, context. Context, context encouraging others and encouraging us to engage with each other and others to help us all find our calling. So it's not something that we're doing on our own. The three C's at hashtag love this calling. Celebration, confidence and context. The bedrock of a prophetic church. Uh, uh, I can't uh, commend this program uh, enough. So let's all this passion tide, no, just just Google it, uh, hashtag love, uh, love this calling. And let's use that as a guide, this passion tide to action. But you know, connectivity isn't enough. It's not enough that we know what's to be done and what we might do, important though that is. We need to find the strength to do it. And I so often feel amidst all that the world throws at me, all that the world throws at you, all that the world throws at us, and we're all in this boat together. Uh, I often feel amidst all of that that is out there 
undermining so much that is good. All the obstacles, large and small, to us doing what is good and what is right. Uh, I simply feel sometimes just not up to it. And I think COVID has amplified that so much, hasn't it? For all of us. You know, it's, it's a bit like that spiritual and it's one of my favorites. <laughs> you may have heard me refer to it before. It's a great Negro spiritual. And there's a line in it. Sometimes I feel discouraged and think my work's in vain. Sometimes I feel discouraged and I think my work's in vain. We've all felt that. But you know, when I feel that, that's when I want to see Jesus. That's when I want to see Jesus. I want to see Jesus because he's been there. He went through so much that was so much worse. Gave himself for us. God made him human. The son of man offered himself for us. Remember the passage. Shall I say, Father, do not, do not let this hour come to me. But that is why I came so that I might go through this hour of suffering. Father, bring glory to your name. That's a, that's a Kairos moment, if ever there was one. That's a moment in God's time. That's a moment in which Christ, our Lord, finds the strength. He knows that this is the hour that marks the fulfillment of his ministry and that will free us forever. It is what he came to do. This is the assurance that we need and this is the assurance we can find if only we open up our ears to it. Whether it's a clap of thunder, as some said, or the angels, as others said, or more likely in our lives, because thunder and the angels don't so really come to us in the world in which we live. But what does come to us is that small, still voice that says, go on, it'll be all right. I love you. Go on, it'll be all right. I love you. And that's what Jesus offers us now, freely, and for all time, because he went down that road to Calvary, suffered the agonies of the cross. When I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to me. When I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to me. He was indeed foretelling, as we are told by John, the manner of his death. But he was doing more. For with the resurrection, we are called to lift up 
the cross, not as an instrument of torture, death and degradation, but as a symbol of freedom, love and eternal life. The challenge for us is to seek to build a prophetic church that is active in the day-to-day -day tasks of bringing the world into accord with what Christ wants for this world. What he died for us, our eternal life. Our world shaped by his values, the values of the kingdom, peace, justice, the integrity of creation, peace, justice, the integrity of creation. And the challenge is to discern our calling. Hashtag, love your calling. The challenge is to discern our calling and to make ourselves fit for that purpose, to be part of that work. Yes, we are frail. We are flawed. We are needy. But Jesus doesn't mind. He doesn't mind all of that. He has time for us. He made time for us. He has given us God's time. All we have to do is to turn up and seek him out. Just as those Greeks sought him out and say, I want to see Jesus, to say, I want to see Jesus. Go on, let's, uh, let's unmute. Let's take a risk, shall we? Let's unmute and say, all of us, come on. Helen, Helen you're not unmuted. <laughs> <laughs> let's unmute. Dan, you're not unmuted. <laughs> Take the risk. Who knows what will happen? <sighs> Dan unmutes I anything want to see might happen. Dan's unmuted. I want to see Jesus. And let's say together, I want to see Jesus. 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 I may feel this. I want to see Jesus. My life in vain. To go, I may be discouraged. Go, I may feel my life in vain. And think my life in vain. Then, then the Holy Spirit revives my soul again. The Holy Spirit, so though I cannot preach like Peter, though I cannot preach like Peter, and I cannot pray like Paul, and I cannot, and I cannot pray, pray like Paul, like I can tell of the love of Jesus and say, I can tell of love Jesus. I can tell of the love of Jesus. He died for all. He died, he died for, for all. all. <laughs> I can't see. He died. He died for all. He died. He died so that we 
might live. He became man and died because he loves us. This is not some indifferent and caring God who toys with us mere mortals. The God those Greeks asked after and found is the Son of Man, the God of love, the living. All we have to do in our hearts and with our voices is to say, as we've said together, I want to see Jesus. I want to see Jesus. And by God's grace, when we ask, listen, speak and act in his name. We will, we will, we too will see and know him, Christ the King.